Louis, I think this is the beginning of a beautiful friendship. Rose? Where we're going, we don't need Rose. No. I am your father. The greatest trick the devil ever pulled was convincing the world he didn't exist. You're listening to After the Ending, the only film podcast where we tell you what happens after the ending of your favorite films. And now, here are your hosts, Mike Spring and Phil Edwards. Hello and welcome to After the Ending. I'm Mike Spring. And I am Phil Edwards. And Phil, clearly you are getting into the spirit of our mini episode tonight, I can tell. I hope, at least, I hope you're not just reverting in your podcasting skills. <laughs> I do not understand the question. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, this should be a fun episode for all our listeners as I, I speak regularly and Phil talks like a robot. One zero one one zero zero one one zero one one one. Okay, so one. tonight the part of Phil will be played by myself. I'm gonna do I'm gonna take on both <laughs> roles tonight. <laughs> Let me find that uh, mute button uh, for Phil. Here it is. Mike, Mike. <laughs> Oh, boy. Well, anyway, uh, this is the time of year where we like to bring you guys some mini episodes, mostly because we're lazy and don't feel like recording full episodes. No, not really. It's not lazy um, because we're busy, no. action-packed, we're all over the world doing stuff. There's films being made. We've got to cover. We've got to go see them. You know, it never ends when you're involved in the world of reporting on films. That's right. We are intrepid podcaster entrepreneurs and so you know there's a lot to be done so sometimes we got to go do things and we don't have time to record a full episode but we don't want to leave you hanging so you get one of our patented mini episodes this week and and phil would you like to tell people what our mini episode is about this week for people who haven't maybe figured it out yet i certainly will uh this week we'll be talking about our top five favorite movie robots hence me talking you know like a robot at the start. But for the record, I, I do think you should do that for the entire episode. I think that would really not get annoying at all and, and drive away listeners in droves. Well, if you think so, Mike, <laughs> let's do it. No, no, I won't. I can't just keep doing the robot voice. It could be offensive to some robots out there because it is a stereotypical robot voice. Yeah. So my apologies for that. That's right. And we are we are pro-robot here at, at After the Ending. Yes. Yeah, so, you know, there's, these robots... You know, our future overlords, we've got to make sure. You know, <laughs> That's mostly them. why we're pro-robot. May as well be nice to them so yeah, that when yeah. they're ruling the planet, maybe we get a little preferential treatment. Yeah, yeah, I think that's the way to go. All right. Well, Phil, uh, like you said, this is our top five movie robots. It's it's pretty simple. It's robots from movies that we think are pretty cool. Uh, why don't you go ahead and kick things off and give us your number five? Okay. Well, my number five is from a Disney film called The Black Hole, and which had a few good robots like Vincent and things like that. But I'm going for the one that the bad guy had, and it is Maximilian. The one who's blood red and he floats around and he's got uh, his arms pop out and he's got like spinning blades and he kills people and then he all goes to hell. And yeah, the black hole goes to hell. Yeah, quite literally. And Maximilian, because he scared me quite a bit when I saw that. Well, not so much scared me. I just liked the design of it and the fact he was killing people. He was creepy. And you sort of got the idea he, he knew a lot more than anybody else in the film. Right, right. Yeah, that's a great choice. Uh, you know, we've talked about the black hole on the show before. Obviously, we're both fans of it. Um, Maximilian probably would have been my number six if we were doing a top six list. Uh, and so I, I do, I do. He almost made my list. He was definitely on my short list. So good choice. Thank you. I like much. it. What have you got for your number five then? All right. Well, my number five, uh, you'll be happy to know, comes from your favorite filmmaker, uh, and it's from Christopher Nolan's Interstellar, and it is Tars and Case, which are the two robots that look like. Big blocks of chocolate. Yeah, yeah. No, I, 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 I quite liked it to start. To be honest, out of 
or the Christopher Nolan ones. And oh, those, there you go. See? Those robots were cool. Like yeah, I just think they worked really well in terms of like the visual of them, how they were sort of just these big blocks, but then they could kind of reconfigure themselves in a number of ways. And like the way that they sort of walked by like turning into an asterisk almost and like and like rolling sort of. And oh, yeah. All yeah. the different things they could do. I love that they had like a humor setting so that even though these were really some of the least anthropomorphic robots that we've seen on film, uh, they were still very much characters that you sort of cared about as the movie progressed. And I really like that. I just thought they were a kind of a neat combination of pure science fiction, but also real world technology that makes them kind of logical and feasible. Uh, I enjoyed them. Quite practical as well. And uh, yeah, having the humor setting, I like the way they had that as well, because it's to help, help to help keep the, uh, the human crew a bit more stable on the mental level. You know, it's always good to when you think about stuff like that. Right, right. Okay, well, my number four is another, uh, it's going back even further. It's uh, the classic Gort from the original The Day the Earth Stood Still. Very good. Because uh, I, just, I just always love the design for, of it. Just you know, nice and simple, quite sleek. It's the, it's the classic movie, you know, plodding robot, though, which can turns out it can actually destroy the planet if it wanted to. Uh, even the, in the remake, the Keanu Reeves remake, when you first initially see Gort, he's a lot bigger, but they're still keeping the basic look of him. And if they kept that the whole way through, it would have been, you know, it would have been a lot better film. But they didn't. They went nano. Right. But the the design of it, the simple thing where he's, he's got the the vise which opens up and then he, you know unleashes plasma death or whatever it is. I just it's always stuck with me, Gort, and I do like the design. And I must do a drawing of him one day. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I think that'd be great. I love Gort. Uh, he did not make my list, but again, just barely, certainly was in consideration for my list. So good choice. Thank you. All right, for my number four, Phil, I just have one question for you. Are you satisfied with your care? Uh, yes, I am, actually. Thank you very much. Well, I'm glad to hear that. And that's probably because you were tended to by one Baymax from Disney's Big Hero 6, uh, where Disney once again proves that they're better at than Pixar at making animated films. But that's an argument for another time. <laughs> um, but Big Hero 6 is fantastic. I loved it. And Baymax is just so great. Like, just a, a cool design. Like, he's cute. Like, kids can love him, and they want to snuggle him like a big marshmallow, but then he gets on the superhero armor, and he looks all anime-inspired, and, um, you know, I, I love that, like, he is sort of this very flat robot, doesn't have kind of... A a personality per yeah. se, although he does. Um, and then as you get to the end of the movie, like just what he does brings tears to your eyes. I mean, I think that's such a great hallmark of a movie when you can get invested in animated characters and, and they make you that emotional. And, and I think, uh, I think Baymax really pulled that off. He's a great design. He, a lot of humor that came from a character that wasn't trying to be funny. And that's the funniest kind of humor in my opinion. So that's my number four. An excellent choice. Any robot that you can fix with sticky tape, Yes. He's a good robot. <laughs> exactly. Uh, it's uh, he almost made my list to be honest, but uh, it didn't. But I do, I do. Everything you said is totally true. It's a uh, great design, cuddly, cute, and uh, it, again, as you said, it's uh, he's got no personality, but he's full of personality, and it just builds as it goes. Right. On. A great right, choice. Exactly. Thank you. Okay. Well, my number three is Bishop from Aliens. Ah uh, yes, oh, it's like I like your top five is like my six through ten because yeah, I had Bishop yeah. on there and I I just pulled him at the last minute actually. It's just well, there's so many good ones. My list I meant went through many different permutations, but yes, uh, Bishop played by the the wonderful, uh, slightly creepy Lance Henriksen. Even though, well, actually no, he's not creepy, is he? Because he's he's creepy in lots of other films, but in this one, you you want to know Bishop because he's cool. He does the knife trick. And he knows everything. He can. He's he's one of the bravest ones as well because he goes in that little sewage pipe to get to go. You know the place where he can bring down a landing craft. And yeah. after we had Ian Holm as uh, Ash in the original Alien, I liked the way they carried it on. But it was uh, Bishop 
was aware of what had happened in the previous one and the limitations of the uh, the previous model. But the fact he got through to uh, Ripley and she actually liked him as well. And it was such a shame that, you know, what happened in Aliens, in Alien 3. Cause I would yeah, like everything about Alien 3 is a shame, actually. Yeah. But uh, yes, that is my number three. You know, and here's the the reason I didn't pick Bishop, ultimately why I left him off my list. And, and this isn't to say that he's not a valid choice because obviously he is. But yeah. I felt like he was too human in a way. I, like most of my characters, I sort of – You mean of, more human than human? <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> most of the ones I picked, I kind of tended to go with like design or function. Yeah, um, yeah. And, and Bishop, like he was right there. Uh, when I first saw him, I was like, oh, of course Bishop is going on my list. And then as I put the rest of it together, I was kind of like, well, he's almost like a human character and that's a silly reason to leave him off the list because if anything it makes him cooler um but somehow in my brain that's that's just sort of what what happens it's, so. it's understandable i but i know exactly what you mean but i just I, it's mainly because of lance's lance henriksen's performance yeah it no just, he's great he just absolutely. absolutely nails it because he's slightly otherworldly you know there's some not quite right with him to begin with but you're not right. sure what but it just yep. just does it perfectly yeah i agree all right. Well, having said that now, my number three is the most human uh, robot on my list, and it is the gunslinger from Westworld as played by Yul Brynner. I'm not talking about the TV show. I know everyone's watching that. I haven't seen it yet, so I have no opinions on it, uh, but I understand it's very weird. Um, all I know is that Westworld is one of my favorite movies of all time, and the Yul Brynner West, uh, gunslinger character is basically the prototype for the Terminator, uh, and kind of that unstoppable robot. You know, he's dressed as a cowboy in black, and he's just got that Yul Brynner face, and he's just inscrutable, and nothing stops him. And, um, man, I, I really love that movie. And I just, that's one of the films that I watched as a kid that has stuck with me my whole life. And so, um, that character to me is just one of the coolest bad guys in any film ever. So he had to make my list. An excellent choice. Yeah, let's see where we're to number two. My number two is actually it's a double whammy because they're sort of and they're not quite well. Yeah, there's two of them. It's RoboCop and the Terminator, and I've I've joined them together because they're both good, but they're both cybernetic organisms, so they're not technically fully robotic. Although the Terminator is basically just covered in skin and flesh, right? But uh, I like them both so much. I always like the, the design of them, the idea of them. Especially the RoboCop suit, I just thought that was the design of that was stunning with the gun coming out the leg and everything. I wish they'd we'd see more of the original RoboCop going on. I mean, I was I quite liked the second film. I know some people didn't, but the third one just anyway. But uh, yeah, RoboCop and Terminator, classic. They're both classic uh, cyborg robot kind of things, amalgamations, but. Uh, the, the classics for a reason. Yes, they indeed are classics. Uh, did neither one of those particular ones made my list? Uh, RoboCop, like you said, I kind of went with the idea of him being more of a cyborg, yeah, so yeah. I didn't put him on there. But I did not put the Terminator on there, but I did put the Terminator on there, and that is because my number two is the T one thousand, as lovely, played lovely. by Robert Patrick in Terminator Two. And you know, originally I had the the, the classic original Terminator on my list because obviously so cool Arnold Schwarzenegger I mean it's an iconic role um but man then few things hit me like that Terminator 2 did when I saw that as a teenager and with the special effects being as groundbreaking as they were and taking the idea of this Terminator which is a scary scary robot and then somehow making it 10 times scarier by making it out of liquid metal that can change shape and mimic people and make crude weapons and all this stuff like just such an amazing bad guy, a really cool villain. And Robert Patrick just plays him so well yeah, with that sort of alien robot way of moving and talking and everything. And, uh, you know, you forget, I just so, love you, it. you do forget what an impact 
that had. Yeah. When you, you know, Terminator 2 was, because I mean, because many of us have seen it over and over, so it's lost some of its original wow. But yeah, you, right. you're right, you got it spot on. It's just the T-1000 was something totally different. And it was the use of CGI, which you hadn't really seen before. And it's so you, you were there, you know, you thought it was, it was almost real to us and you go on where you're just shifting and everything. You didn't know what was going to happen. And it seems it's been diluted obviously since then, but right. yeah, at the time that was, wow, that was a, I mean, it, it mimics the floor. Come on. Yeah. It yeah. doesn't get much better than that. That was, that's an excellent choice. Biomimetic alloy. <laughs> yes. I always remember that. <laughs> it was a, no, and Robert Patrick's performance just was superb because he did it. He also did it in Wayne's world, didn't he? And in a uh, blast action hero. Right, right, right. Yep. Yeah, you see him briefly in that doing the same thing, but he had, he absolutely nailed it. Yeah. An excellent choice. Thank you. Okay, my number one is one you've already mentioned, but it is Yul Brynner as the gunslinger from Westworld. Ah, excellent. And as you say, he is, it's, it's like you I saw when I was younger, and he's, he's stuck with me. I mean, I know it was from originally, you know, based on Yul Brynner's character from uh, The Magnificent Seven, but just this, you, you see this robot suddenly you realize he starts to become self-aware. You can see his, his performance is amazing as this emotionless construction, but then it starts figuring things out and then it does, you can just see it. It's amazing. And just when he's just constantly walk, the walk he does, you know, he doesn't run, he just walks, but as he just constantly, he's always there. You can't get away from him. He's going to get you in the end and he's scary, but so, so cool. Yeah, he really is. Yeah. That is an excellent choice for number one. Obviously, I went in a different direction. I think we probably knew that already. Yes. But my number one is actually from a movie we just did and after the ending for I a couple of months ago. <laughs> yes, and it is The Iron Giant. Uh, and, you know, I can't even tell you how excited I was when the Ready Player One trailer dropped a couple days oh, ago wow. and yeah, The Iron so Giant cool. showed up in it because that's two of my favorite things ever combined into one. Um, but I love The Iron Giant. We talked about it a few episodes ago. We gushed about how much we love the movie. But beyond the movie itself, I just have always loved the design of that character so much. It's one of the few. I, I still have his like two-foot-tall toy that I got back when the movie came out. Oh, and, yeah, um, yeah. I, I love that thing. And it's just, you know, he, he combines sort of the classic like 50s science fiction look, but in sort of almost like an art deco kind of way. Yeah, it is beautiful, the design, yeah. Yeah, it really is. It's just like, it's amazing and it looks like it can be threatening, but also friendly. Like you want to hang out with it, but you know it can be scary if it wants to. And I just, I just love the way it looks and I love the character in the film. Even when he changes into his, uh, you know, war mode as well, I just think that's pretty cool as well. Right, 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 exactly. I like the way you could see where all that sort of came from and it all fits in with the design, but it makes it, you know, it's this big war machine. It suddenly becomes this big war machine, which uh, could take anything down. Yeah, that's, that, that, he's just so cool. So that is, that is my number one pick for our top five robots. After probably, if, although if I had to really pick my all-time number one, it would be, it would be Robot Phil, the, the robotic <laughs> podcast co-host. Because, I mean, he's... Thank you, Mike. <laughs> I mean, how do you top that, really? Well, obviously, I mean... The, uh, Robot Phil's been in so many films. He crops up. He's a he's a true professional. Yeah, I mean, he's really he's more of a legend. I don't know what we do though, than just a yeah. than just a something you put on a top five list. He's almost a myth, honest. and I'm sure he'll be popping up again in future episodes. It, exactly. He's like the man, the myth, the legend. Except yeah. it's the robot, the myth. The yeah. legend. Isn't that right, Pervy Yoda? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> See, we've got a whole cast of crazy. See, characters. you know what it is, Phil? It's not that your impressions are great, but your characters are second to none. It's like, you know, it's like the good bits of Saturday Night Live. Right, right, exactly. <laughs> All right, well, then that wraps up our top five movie robots. Uh, if you agree or disagree with our choices, feel free to drop us a line. Phil, how can people do that? Well, you can reach us on Twitter and Facebook if you search for After the Ending, 
we will be there. And if you send us an email to afterthending at verizon.net, yeah, we'll read it. Uh, or you can leave a comment on whichever podcast platform you're listening to this wonderful piece of entertainment. Yes, please do uh, feel free to drop us a review as well. They're super, super helpful for us. We would appreciate it. And on that note, then, it's time for us to bid you adieu. So, as always, we thank you greatly for listening. I'm Mike Spring. And I'm Phil Edwards. And we'll see you next week. After the ending. I've got, like, I haven't got, like, uh, an ordered list. I've just got the names of lots of things which I thought. So, I'm sort of... (laughs) I'm just going to see how the fancy takes me. I don't. I don't like your non-ordered lists. You gotta. You gotta put them in order. There is some order, but it's just you know not ordered. <laughs> it's, sure, that it's, makes perfect sense. It's ordered out of chaos. I don't know if I believe that there's actually the 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 order out of part. I believe the chaos part, well, but the order out of part, I question. I, I think the chaos is the best way to go when you're doing one of these things. Oh yes, I can see how <laughs> chaos and numbered lists go hand in hand. Yes, exactly, exactly. <laughs> Uh, which one do you want to start with? Uh, I'm f- I'm fine with any because uh, you know I haven't got any order for them. <laughs> <laughs> oh, just uh, I played uh, Hannah the intro for the new the new intro. She's going, oh yeah, how'd she like she it? Just went, yeah, it just sounds more professional when it's an American. <laughs> <laughs> just face it, Phil. I will I will always be cooler than you in the eyes of your daughter. She didn't say cooler. She said professional. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, let's jump into things because I got to make tacos tonight. So, ooh, Taco Tuesday! Oh, it is Taco that's, Tuesday. It's Tuesday. That's see that. Wow, I don't, I don't mess around, man. You think that's an accident? I thought no, that, that's an actual thing, isn't it? <laughs> yes. Wow, you Americans and your crazy food things. <laughs> Us and our crazy food things, though. It's funny because, like, so I was chatting with a guy in a group that I chatted, and he was he's on this like bike riding vacation. He was saying how he basically is like sleep, eat, bike, eat, bike, eat, bike, go to bed, and then he's like, oh wait, I forgot to say. You know, uh, we also we also have tea, and I was like, I just love the fact that like in between all your your you know biking and eating is you know is tea. As like it's so British because he's he's British, <laughs> yeah. And he's like, well, it's not tea like drinking tea. He's like, it's more like you know, you know, it's like that thing. It's like second lunch, kind of like around five o'clock. What do you guys call that? And I was like, yeah, we just call that getting off work. Yeah. <laughs> like we don't we don't have a second lunch. Oh, so here no, in basically, it's like I think some I call it tea. You like your late meal, we call it tea. Or can you know? Can be some people call it dinner. Yeah, that's what I call it. But that's just we, dinner. But we, don't have we can call. We, we usually call. We can call the afternoon like around about noon. We call it either dinner or lunch. Wait, why would you call it dinner at noon? Because just I don't know. Just sometimes it is, but it's usually it's usually lunch. But yeah, breakfast, lunch, dinner. That's how it goes. Well, we we call it tea. Breakfast, <laughs> breakfast dinner, tea. Ah, you're confusing me. You're making my brain hurt. And maybe with a bit of supper. <laughs> or what if you having brunch as well? <laughs> <laughs> That's a lot of food. Those, no wonder those hobbits were tubby. Just for the record, I hate you. <laughs>